0: What's up, guys and girls? What is up with you? What's going on? And pets. Well, I'm just drinking coffee. I'm really tired. It's three in the afternoon. It's my nap time. And you have a date tonight. What are you going to do about that? (sighs) I see that you are not excited. (laughs) We just did a dating episode yesterday, and now I'm like, this is funny because I'm thinking, if I already know it's a no, do I go on the date or do I just get a meal out of it? I was going to say, are you just going to go and try and get a meal? (sighs) Yeah, I think so few drinks get out of your house for a minute and you know do the thing i'm going to bed at eight o'clock but you can do whatever you want so you can watch insecure with me <laughs> oh yes oh yes i love watching that oh we should just do that okay change my plans That's like my date. <laughs> my date with jill yeah it's just that easy Oh my God. So we are always excited to be back and have these conversations. Somebody posted in the Facebook group today, um, like kind of just, I don't know if it was really for us specifically, but I saw it and it was this post of, I have this thing to do. Basically, she was like, my car is broken down. I need to take it in. I need to move to a new apartment. I need to look for a job. I'm stressed out, I have insomnia, I'm not sleeping, I have depression, like all of these things and all of them feel like so big, which one do I deal with first? Because everything feels like first priority. So we're going, you know, we should talk about overwhelm and prioritizing today because Lord knows everyone, well, I feel like everyone's been overwhelmed at some point. I think
1: one of the things that most people are just – I think we always think, oh, well, we'll do do that big project when things settle down. And the interesting thing is they've shown in research that it never settles down. No. no. It never settles down. But to your point, I do think that there are specific times, like a week or two-week periods, where you literally just feel like there's so much going on and so overwhelmed and so – prioritization becomes key because obviously you only have so much time. And as much as you want to get everything done, I think that not everything is the same level of importance.
0: Totally. Well, I think that's the thing she said. And I, I've felt this way before she said, everything feels like it's first priority, right? It's kind of like that. It's even, I remember when I first got a job when I was 16 or 17, I was thinking, okay, I need to have a car to get a job, but I need to have a job so I could buy myself a car. And so you're kind of like, which one do I do? And you just feel stuck in this like paralysis of not doing anything because you're like, I can't move. And so I actually worked with a coach uh, named David Bird when I was doing network marketing. And he had us create like this list and I'll go through some of it a little bit later, but he'd say, okay, what's what is the first priority? And I remember looking at it and it's basically, I'll just give you the six things. It's financial, career, money, your family and home, your physical health, your mental, educational, spiritual or ethical, and then your social obligations. So of those six things, which is the number one. And I was like, they're all important. They're all number one. And he really drilled down into me. No, there's only one priority. And then of course you kind of feel like, well, of course then it's family, like you feel like there's supposed to be a right answer. The key and the trick to this is, is there's a right answer at different times. So during different times of your life, there's going to be different answers. Sometimes your health is going to be bigger priority than your children or than your spouse or than your family. Sometimes your educational, like you're finishing a degree, that's gonna be more important than all of the other stuff. So I think it's really important to know that everything can't be a priority and it's okay to not have the quote unquote right, right one.
1: Yeah. So do you, when you look at that, you know, maybe in the phase that you're in right now, what would you say is probably the most important for you?
0: Mm, I'd say for me, looking at this list, it's going to be financial career. But what I put as a priority is social. <laughs> social, right. That's like the one that actually is. Yeah. Like the one, one you're actually right? doing. Yeah, totally. So I think that's for me, that's definitely, it, it's also interesting to see like, I think people will say, show me what your calendar and I'll show you what your priorities are. Mm, And it can be so true where people say, my family is my priority, but you look at their calendar and they're constantly working or they're constantly doing overtime. And it's like, okay, we need to make a switch if you want it to be your priority, but I want to ask you, let's say in this scenario, or maybe your girls that you have that come to you for coaching and they're overwhelmed with, okay, I need to build a business and I have my current clients that I need to work on. Like how do you coach them? Or maybe how did you start doing that when you first started moving into online, but you still had your other job? Yeah. It's such a great question because I think
1: that I, I kind of look at it like there's two big like buckets we can put everything that we want to do in. There's like the buckets of stuff that we like have to do on a day-to-day weekly basis. That's like take care of your kids, you know, uh, get clean the house, like cook the food. Like there's these kind of daily and weekly tasks and that's like one bucket. And those things like kind of need to be done and there is kind of that every day. So if you have a business, you're a business owner like me or you have your entrepreneur and maybe that's your coaching clients, right? That takes time, that takes like actual time and you're working in your business when you're doing those things. Second bucket is like nice to haves. These are like the things that we wish we just had weeks open that we could actually get these big kind of projects done. So in your business, maybe this is creating a product or a course or a program that when you're not spending time with your clients, this is working like on your business versus in your business. And so these are things with your family that maybe you're, you know, putting together, like you want to plan something big or these are kind of like out of the norm projects. And I think a lot of times we can get so bogged down in the grind that we just do bucket A, mm-hmm. which is just all the like daily tasks. And the, the trap with that is it can make us feel really busy, but at the end of the day, we're not productive. At the end of the week, we're not productive. And so my – I actually did – we did another episode on time management, energy management. And so that bucket number one is actually things that I would like – I would tell people to get as automated as possible. Yep. So there are some things that are going to take your time, but you can do some easy scheduling switches. So for example, if I'm working in my business, if I'm taking on coaching clients and I have to get on the phone with them or I'm doing coaching – I do it two days a week. That's it. And so Tuesdays and Wednesdays, are I, I just like bunch all of that kind of work over two days. So the rest of the week I have for big, more creative projects. So for you guys like cooking, cleaning, you know, errand running, stuff like that, how can you either find a workaround for some of those things like food delivery <laughs> or, you know, like literally just dirty. <laughs> I mean, like literally maybe some yep. of that stuff doesn't get done or you don't get errands or maybe use Amazon to get errands versus running to CVS. So Those kind of things in that bucket number one, how can you get it to where you're using so little time and so little mental energy? It's
0: kind of like that urgent versus important thing, right? So, so many times we get in the trap of doing things that are urgent, but they're not necessarily important. And so the the difference is, let's just say like the dry cleaning needs to get picked up. It feels urgent, but you like don't need to close. If you could spend that time for something important that you can build something in your business that will make you more money over time. So sometimes we have to go, what's urgent, but is it, is it urgent and important or is it urgent for the sake of being urgent and not important? Totally. And those are two things that I think um, I will ask. I tend to ask myself when I'm trying to prioritize what needs to like happen. And I so I haven't done this, to be honest, in, well, two years since I've moved out here. I stopped. And I really, actually, I'm glad we're talking about this because I would like to get back in the habit. But I used to have live and die by my planner and that I learned from this this coach, David Bird. And every week I would plan my week. Um, he calls it plan your week before the week begins. And I would prioritize everything for the week. So I could look at my week Monday through Sunday and say, okay, this week my priority is my physical health. And I really need to, and I would give myself one to two goals for each Mm -hmm. priority. So it might just mean, okay, this week it's really priority for me to go to the gym four days and eat lunch at home three days. And it was like small goals, but I would prioritize that. So nothing else would come in front of it. It didn't mean that I would skip out on my work. It didn't mean that I would skip out on, or like ignore my spouse or ignore my, friendships but it did mean that that was really my priority and it was the one thing I wanted to focus on the week and then I would prioritize everything so it would be first physical maybe second was educational Uh, I'm studying for a certification so I need to make sure that that's also top of the list put it on my schedule first so I think if you can look at this list and actually number them one to six and I did this every single week sometimes my one would change sometimes it would be financial career sometimes it'd be family sometimes it'd be health Sometimes it would stay the same for weeks and weeks. I remember my social was last on my priority every single time. Um, And then there were times where my physical health became lower on the priority list, but it wasn't because it was less of a priority. It was just because it was automated and it was already easy. So sometimes we get confused by that where... Like if, you know, when you're in a habit and a routine and you're working out every day, it might be lower on the priority list because it's just already getting done. So you're not thinking like, I need to make sure it gets done. You just know it's, it's just happening. So like for us, I think as far as food goes, that's generally not an issue. It's just like, it's already done. It's not priority to like, to worry about what we're eating because it's, it's kind of automated. So if the most, the things you can automate the most help a lot. And then like for this woman who posted in the group, I'm thinking, okay, if she's saying she's not sleeping and is struggling with depression and also trying to look for a job and move a house, I'm going, okay, the most important thing is if you're, obviously you're trying to look for a job, you need to make money, but in order to get a job, you need to be like mentally stable and okay and getting sleep. So I'm thinking first priority is to get some sleep and get that taken care of. Continue looking for a job. Like don't wait until you're quote unquote healed or better um, because that's super important. And then don't worry about unpacking, like go ahead and move but don't stress about the unpacking part so that was kind of my advice and in in that scenario so i wonder i yeah. want to know what your uh, thought process would be in like that kind that particular scenario
1: it's so hard i love like those examples because yes like we look at things like you know uh sleep and stress management these kind of like big damage, like exercise like those things are lo- have long-term positive consequences so it's like yes but i think a lot of us go well i could just wake up an hour earlier and then get the move done or like do the thing and so i think it is a balance i think it, and you know, for people who know me and kind of know like what I'm about is action. So, and not action just for the sake of taking action, but quick wins. So I think when you're in a place of overwhelm, you need to get a quick win. And the reason why, and so we can sit around and and ask yourself like, you know, um, I think if you sit around and you're thinking about the things you have to do and you're thinking about, oh, and like you're kind of in your head going, okay, I'll call the movers later. And like you're constantly just thinking about it. They've actually shown in research that people feel productive just thinking about shit. So my advice would be to stop thinking and just do Mm. the one thing. So for example, if you have to move, like just pack one box. Be like, all right, I'm going to set my timer on my phone for five minutes, literally five minutes. And I'm going to just Look at take this tiny little corner of my house, and I'm gonna like put these things in a box. I'm gonna take these, and they've actually shown that if we can get that little bit of momentum, not only does it make us feel like we can do more now because we have that momentum, but it gives us that sense of productivity, and it gets us in the cycle of taking action. And and, and to me, action begets more action.
0: Have you ever been just so like when you said moving, it brought me back to the very first time I moved out of my first apartment where I was so overwhelmed by looking at all my stuff and I didn't know where to start with one box. Yeah, yeah. I, I called my best friend and she basically, I sat on the floor and she'd hold up. She's like, where do you want this? Where do you want this? And she kind of did it for me while I just sat there and like stared at her yep. and she labeled things for me. Have you ever been so, so overwhelmed. overwhelmed? You just did nothing? I feel like you yes. don't do this as much as me.
1: <laughs> yes, I definitely have done that. And look, I'm the first to admit that I'm a procrastinator. I am a procrastinator and- even though I procrastinate, everything gets done yep. because I don't feel, I'm someone who needs to feel like a little bit of urgency, not stressed by the mm-hmm. way, but like a little bit of urgency because yep. I can manage my anxiety. Like that's fine. I can manage that. Like, let's just say, okay, a couple weeks ago I had an in-person event mm-hmm. and I was anxious because I, you know, I have a hundred people coming. I want to yep. make sure everything goes off. I'm, I feel, and I'm also like launching a, pro, a product or a program. And so I have all these kind of things, balls in the air. And what I did was go, okay, what needs to happen next? Yeah. What's the next most urgent thing? And that's what I'm going to do. And I hate it, but I do wait to the last second to do it. But everything gets done because I just go, what needs to get done today? Yeah. And I'll worry about the things that, ne- that have a deadline of tomorrow, tomorrow. And I'll think about the next thing. And so I know it's not the best way to like kind of get above. But once you get through that period of time, you go, okay, cool. I can reset a little bit. Give yourself that time and then go on to maybe the next,
0: tackle the next big thing. I know people probably get annoyed by you and I when it comes to travel plans because sometimes we'll go... They're like, oh, what are the dates on this? And I'm like, I don't know. That's like the next. That's the next thing. I haven't thought I about the about first that. thing yet. Another, yeah, I have another drive <laughs> yeah. for, trip coming like, up. Like, what are before. you wearing to this event? I'm like, I have three other things that I have to figure out outfits yep. for. I'm not going to think about my outfit for three events from now. And honestly, like, and this is just real talk. Sometimes
1: the ball just needs to get dropped. Yep. In some areas, like it just is, and I'm the first to admit that. Like, I'm not the greatest at communication. So, for example, if like if you're emailing me. Like there's a 50/50 chance that you're going to get an email back. And so I I try to put things in place where I have an assistant that does that and whatever and people like can handle that, but like literally sometimes things just don't get done. And so I need to be okay with those things falling through the yep. cracks. And so I think that's okay too. I think we a lot of times especially if you're a mom and you know you're or you're a business owner, you feel responsible for other people. You feel like you have all these balls in the air and you can't let one of them drop because then the whole world is going to blow up. And my advice to you would just be to have the experience because I think once you do it, you're like, oh, the world kept going, you know, and it's okay that maybe these things don't quite get done as well as they can. So one question to ask yourself, and I had this written down in my notes was, if you make a list of things that you need to get done or things that you're struggling with, the things you're feeling overwhelmed with, right? Make the list and then ask yourself the question of, like, what are my reasons for doing each of one of these things? Because I think there's sometimes... Some of the things that we think are like out of obligation or fear of judgment. Like if I don't do this, is someone going to judge me? Are they going to be upset with me? Um, Is it a societal standard that I have to cook a full-blown, you know, from scratch meal for my four kids every single night? And if I don't do that, I'm a bad mom. So like Mm. I think you have to question your motives for why you feel like it's important. And if you make a list of 10 things, probably a few of them are just on there because you feel some sort of pressure from not you yeah. from somewhere else to do that and so question that and go okay, okay what's the worst case scenario if i didn't do that if i like got you know takeout from my family one night would that be okay would i survive and i think that you kind of go wow i can really cut corners and i can have some workarounds here and it's and, and it doesn't make me a bad mom and and kind of work through some of those mindset obstacles
0: yeah i think it's also important to know that there to remember that there's a season for a lot of things. So especially talking about moms, it's like back to school, it's September now. And I would imagine that this is a time where it's a little bit crazy. There's new schedules, there's picking up kids. I mean, maybe you've got kids in different schools, there's practices, there's games, there's all kinds of things. And so sometimes there's a season of overwhelm. And I was thinking about this, like sowing and reaping a harvest, like you... You plant seeds, you till the ground, you're waiting, 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 nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And then all of a sudden there's all this fruit falling to the ground and you're like, "Whoa! I got to get it all before it all goes bad. Yeah. So, so much, so often there's just nothing, 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 nothing. And then everything happens at once. It's like when it rains, it pours. And it's just kind of that knowing of, okay, this is this is that time. It's a season. Yep. It's not going to be like this forever. Yes, things are never going to totally slow down, but things may not always be this crazy at, or you don't need to be at 16 places at the same time right. always. One of the
1: things I, I do remind my clients is, and this just re- remind me of that, is that you know you do have to remember this transient. So it is a season. I think we can sometimes make these things worse by catastrophizing mm-hmm. and going like, it's all bad. And like, because that's the way our brain works, right? That's the way that the human brain wants to like categorize everything. And so if there's a lot of stuff going on, we just go, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. I'm bad, right? So we we make these big jumps that I think make things worse because it just piles on the anxiety. So that when I say I can manage my anxiety when a lot of things are going on, people ask me all the time, like, you have a lot of stuff going on at once. How do you organize it all? Or how do you know? How do you remember everything or whatever? It's literally like just one thing at a time. Mm-hmm. And I trust And I look back at like, you know, my history or evidence that things have come together in the past. And I use that and I leverage that and go, okay, you know, if things go wrong, I I mean, I have evidence now that I can handle this. And so I think if you find yourself catastrophizing where you just want to like go in your room and I'm not saying you shouldn't do this at times, but you go in your room and you just want to go to sleep and you're like just (laughs) pretending it's not happening and it's all bad. And I think if you find yourself going to that place, bring yourself back, give yourself a little mental pep talk and look at the actual situation versus what you're making it mean and all Mm -hmm. the leaps that you're making, the assumptions that you're making.
0: I think that's great advice. I would say one of the things that I was also doing is in my past, I would always make lists, right? I would have these lists everywhere. And I remember just at my desk, literally lists all over. And I felt like none of them were actually getting done. I had a list on an envelope. I had another list over here, another list over here. Months later, I would look and the same shit was on the list. I was like, I still haven't done this. And so when I started doing this prioritization thing is I had one place for my list and I rewrote my list the night before every single day. So what would happen is that if the same thing kept getting on the list every single day, You take it off? Eventually, yeah. Eventually you either either do it because you're like, shit. I've written this down for six weeks straight. You delegate it, get someone else to do it, or you delete it. So those are the three things I'm Love like: it. you do it, delegate it, or delete it. Because if you're writing that thing over and over, it's either not that important to get done, or somebody else could do it, or like the deadline passes and it's it's over now. Because they're like, for one example, I had I wanted to get a bookkeeper. I was like my my finances and my business were just all over, and I wasn't able to figure out what the profits were, and I really wanted with my LLC and my taxes, I needed them to get figured out. I'm like, I need to get a bookkeeper. So I kept writing down every single day, hire a bookkeeper, hire a bookkeeper, hire a bookkeeper. And I'm like, why am I not doing it? Finally, I just told my husband, I'm like, can you find somebody to do this? Like I delegated it, right? I think
1: maybe you didn't delegate it at first because you were like, I'm going to find the perfect Sure. But totally. It not. So, what's, so what's better? Choosing something that's a little less perfect, but allowing for someone else to do it, getting it done or (laughs) continuing to hold yourself to like, I need to do it because it needs to be perfect. And yet you keep not doing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. And, and then the same thing with, there was other things like switching a bank account. And then finally I was just like, I'm not going to do it. So just friggin' delete it already. And then there were things that I could finally just actually do. So that was helpful for me to actually rewrite the list every single day and have a brand new list every day. Because even if I had the same things over and over, if it stares you in the face and if you're writing it enough times, it's going to get so annoying. You don't want to see that freaking thing anymore. You were going to do it, get rid of it or just scratch it off the list. And I think that's, that was really powerful for me to get more accomplished and also to see if it was a priority or not. If I wrote it for six weeks, obviously it wasn't a priority. priority. (laughs) I know. So
1: one thing that has worked for me and it's similar to that is what I call anchor actions. So anchor actions are like up to three things that you do every day. They're not like, The things that are in your to-do list, they're actually more habitual things. So when you do them, it leverages your energy. So you you're in that place of power. So I had written down my notes like, how do you feel back in your power? So you might not feel back in your power by you know uh, packing up your house to move. Like that's not going to make you feel in your power. But maybe going and like lifting weights for thirty minutes is going to make you feel like cool. Like I feel good. My I got my brain reset. Like I got my I feel good. And so what is the lowest hanging fruit? Even if it's not on the to-do list, maybe it's something where you have to go and like have coffee with a girlfriend and just like vent maybe. Maybe it's, I need to go for a leisure walk and like zone out and listen to a podcast or listen to music because I just have to be like disconnected. So anchor actions are up to three things that you do daily that give you energy back. And so that when you come to your to-do list, it doesn't feel as overwhelming. Cool, okay, I can check these couple of things off. And I think, you know, when you do those consistently, you're going to be more productive in the long run.
0: Can an anchor action be taking a six-hour nap every day? Yeah,
1: it can be, even though it takes six hours. Yeah, so what what would you say that yours are? The things that you do daily that give you the most energy?
0: I would say that one of the things I do, actually, I do take a nap almost daily, to be honest. Like 20 20 minutes, sometimes it turns into two hours. But usually, like, actually, when we got on here late afternoon, I feel it, and I'm like, I need to go lay down. And actually, I feel so much better. Whenever I push through it, I'm like, I was like, why did I waste those two hours? I actually got nothing done. So if I go lay down for 20, 40 minutes, I can come back like ready to go. So that's one of them, I would say. Some things that I'm not actually always consistent with are like going on walks. Yep drinking coffee i I just feel better like
1: (laughs) you have to have those things for me it's weight training at least like 30 minutes a day yeah uh leisure walk 30 minutes a day and then sleeping eight hours like that's it if i get those three things yeah like i'm you know so those are things i usually don't compromise on yeah like i'll skip dinner and drink a bottle of wine every once in a while like that's not a healthy behavior but that's not one of my anchor actions you know what i mean like i don't have to have certain foods or whatever like other people do so i think You know, knowing the things that when you do them, you just feel more clear headed. You feel more focused and you can come back to your to do list and actually feel motivated to get some of it done.
0: Sleeping and napping. Sleeping eight hours is good, too, for me.
1: Yeah. Yours are all revolving. Mine's
0: are sleeping, napping and then drinking coffee. (laughs) (laughs) To wake up for the
1: day. So when we talk about, you know, you had mentioned things and this is one of the questions I had for you, which is, you know, you're looking at your to do list and and I'm guilty of this, too. But you look at your to-do list and you keep seeing the same thing and you're like, "Why am I just not doing it?" You and I have been talking about writing a book for 5 years <laughs> at least. Why have why is write the book not moved from the to-do list yet?
0: Ah. Uh, every you know what and it was wasn't I going to write it in Cabo too. I was like, "Okay, I'm going to go to Cabo and do it." And then I did it. You know what's so funny is I think I it feels so big. And it's like where to start. I actually have a document where I've started in the middle. I when I was in English class my senior year, I started getting these weird mental writing blocks and I kept struggling with the first sentence. So I started going to the middle of the page, starting in the middle and then going back and finishing the beginning. Mm. And I think I maybe need to go back to that strategy of just starting to write. And then I could go back and see how it starts. Cause I think sometimes it's like getting that beginning is messed up. But I don't know. What do you, what, why haven't
1: you prioritized it? <laughs> I think the same. I think, um, you know, what's interesting is I actually hired a writing coach back in 2013 mm-hmm. for $7,500. Yep. Dang. And I didn't follow through on it. I'm embarrassed to even be saying that publicly because I think we all always go, oh, if we put our money where our mouth is, like, we're going to be more accountable. And it just wasn't. And here's why. So here's what happened. And you know, this, I actually wrote a book in 2013, yep. but it was a novel. And so when I wrote that, I think for me, it was where I was mentally at the time. Like I was in that space and I've certainly felt that way in business. Like I want to write a book on moderation 365, but I've talked about it so much now that I'm, it's not top of mind anymore. Mm -hmm. Like I'm just like, this is just, Mm -hmm. so it's not like, I'm not creating all the concepts now. So I wish I had written it when I was going through that phase in my business, but here's what happened. So I wrote that novel. It was 82,000 words. I sent it to an editor, hired an editor, everything. Sent it to her. She sent it back. It's all red. I was like, not looking at that literally <laughs> yeah. 5 years ago and yeah. I haven't opened it since. I so, think... I think it's these like big barriers and it's just what this woman is talking about in yeah. our group today. It's like, how do you how do you tackle tasks that feel so large?
0: I had a lady that I hired for $2,500, too. I snuck out here to California. I was living in Dallas. I took a trip. I said I was flying to Vegas. I flew to LA for a full day like VIP day with her and we put out some stuff but for me that book wasn't the one I wanted to release I felt like it wasn't complete because she she was talking more about memoir and I was like I don't have the kind of life that I need to write a memoir at this point point. and I don't have like I hadn't met my daughter there's a lot of like loose ends that I was like no this isn't it so I like pushed it away but there there are I've been talking about this one book for the last two and a half years and yeah it hasn't been an, a different book that it hasn't been done. So is it time? Is it space? Is it other things that are more urgent? It's a, Yeah, it is more urgent. I think for sure it's it's kind of like this urgent versus important. It's like, okay, well, this book is going to take all this time, but I also need to use this time to do things that are money producing or something else yep. that seem more important at the moment. Yeah, Let's a book may or may not make any money. So it's not like the if it's going to take – In my head, however many hours, although we talked when we interviewed Elena Cardone right before or after she told us that, or maybe she said it on the podcast. She said her husband wrote a book in like three hours
1: right, or a weekend.
0: Yeah. Weekend. And I was going, you know, I've actually seen people do that and I don't see why it couldn't happen. I could easily write 10,000
1: words a day for like a week. Yeah. If I just like went to a log cabin and turned off everything. But I don't want to. I, I always, think that's the problem too. It's like, I don't want to. I always
0: think that's another thing too. I think I have to go away to write it. And that's actually a lie. It's a story. Because I think if I went away, I'd get so bored. I would
1: I want to come back. I, I actually like, like, need the, the distraction
0: everybody. of people around me to write probably.
1: Yeah, it's interesting.
0: Well, I think this is a good conversation. Anything more to add? I don't think so. I think honestly, the, one of the best things that you said, it's such a great way to end is just do the next Important thing, just like the next thing. So, if you don't have, like if you have to move out of your house by, you know, 48 hours, then obviously that's the first thing yep. to do. And I hate to say it, but like, well, I think this
1: is Ben Bruno. He says, if you wait till the last minute, it only takes a minute. And I'm kind of like, yes, a little bit. And so it's not that I'm advocating that. If you're not a procrastinator, I don't. And like you are cool with like doing things in advance. You know, there's always that person in school who like was studying for a test two weeks out. And I was like, what are you doing? You're not going out tonight because you're studying for an exam that's two weeks away. I was like, I'll study night four. And I liked that because I could spend two weeks being super, super anxious the whole time being like, I need to study. I need to study an hour a day, hour a day for two weeks,
0: or I could just not think about it for two weeks. And then the night for the test, just cram. My parents would get so mad. In fifth grade, we had to do this big project and I forgot to tell them. And we had to build a Washington monument out of plaster the night before. And like it had to dry, like it was supposed to take 24 hours. Like we bought it, we brought it to my class and it was like still drying. And my parents were so mad at me. They were like, you need to tell us about this. And I would just, that's the way I did it. And I got a good grade and it looked great. So I was like, I saw some meme, something about like, I'd stop procrastinating, but it works so well. So I would, but it also works. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And so,
1: and and it goes to some, it's okay for some things just to not get done. And I think that that's okay too. So decide what those things are and maybe they are those more like societal based things that you feel like you have to show up for. Like, I don't know if there's an event on your calendar that you feel like you need to go for networking purposes, but you dread it. Yeah. Like, sorry, don't go. And so I think a lot of this comes down to boundaries too. And like willingness to say no to things that you really don't want to do. If it's on your to-do list. Yeah, sure. Some of that stuff needs to get done and you don't like love it, but it shouldn't be someone else's idea. If there's something on your to-do list, that's not your idea. Like start with those. So true. Do it, delegate it, delete it. I love it. Awesome. Well, this was good. And always, you guys, we are, you know, obviously we love to do uh, interviews, but Danny and I also love just chatting and kind of having these conversations, which a lot of these kinds of conversations we have in private anyway. Um, So if you guys have questions or you're struggling with something or you just want, you know, our take on something, uh, would love to have you guys write in, join our closed Facebook group at thebestlifepodcast.com, join our Facebook group and start the discussion there. If you have a question, you can always DM us on Instagram and um yeah your question might show up on an episode
0: and please make sure you are subscribed so as soon as a new episode drops you get a notification and get it before anyone else pops up don't you yeah me too
1: yay it's here (laughs) all right you guys we'll teach we'll talk to you soon bye